this is Felix Dragsdale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we are talking about Captain America, The Winter Soldier, a movie where Captain America makes a new friend, makes a better friend in Black Widow, and nearly reconnects with his old friend, Bucky Barnes, all while teaming up with Nick Fury <laughs> to keep the Hydra Division of S.H.I.E.L.D. from murdering people. I don't know that I'd call them the Hydra Division of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I write the summaries, you don't. <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier originally came out in 2014. Uh, this is the third film of six. Really? Yeah. This, this is why I fell out the notes beforehand. I used the, the fandom Wikipedia to look it up. So it's Iron Man. Iron Man three. 3, yes. What did we watch after that? This. No. Yeah. No. Oh, Thor 2. Yeah. Then this is the third film. Thor to the Dark World! And then after this, there's only Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Yeah. No. Why, why am I the expert on this? I don't even like them. <laughs> then it's Guardians of the Galaxy. And then it's Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's the next Avengers movie. And then it's Ant-Man. I don't know why they put Ant-Man in Phase 2, but that's where it's put. That's so stupid. Okay. It's the I, third film. Well, at least you agree with me now. There are so many stupid things about <laughs> phase this Phase 2. Um, I don't make these rules. I just copy them <laughs> off the internet. Well, technically, I feel like the phases should be divided by the Marvel movies, not just like whenever they, I mean, by the Avengers movies, not just whenever they decide that there's going to be a new phase. That's stupid. But, so much is stupid. What's your point? No, the new Ant-Man just came out after the Avengers also. And it's still in this phase because there's still one more Avengers movie coming out. So they don't know what they're doing. I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> take it up with Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, you take it up with Kevin Feige, whoever that guy is. I don't know what he looks <laughs> at like, but now I know who he is. It's that guy I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we don't really see too much of the Winter Soldier in this movie, but we do get to see him later, right? Because then he's like in a tent and then in a cave and some other stuff. I'm surprised we didn't see more of him in a cave. In a cave? He He's in a cave at some point in some later movie, yeah. Not that that's true. I'm, I'm fairly certain that that's true. I don't think so. Okay, well, we'll find out when we watch that movie where he's in a cave. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. No, he's never in a cave. Felix, you have a really poor memory. He's in some bunkers that are cave-like. Okay, maybe he's in some bunkers that are cave-like. That's close enough to (laughs) a cave for me. Okay. But you're gonna you're gonna watch my predictions. They're gonna all be like the Winter Soldier is in a cave. <laughs> okay. He's in a nice cave. <laughs> sure. Okay. So Felix, have you seen this movie before we watched it together today? Yes. How many times? Two. Okay, that's it. I think so. Okay. I have not seen this before we watched it together today. So coming in fresh. <laughs> coming in fresh. Who's in this movie? You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yes, he is. And Skinny Steve. 
(laughs) (laughs) Why were you so excited about Skinny Steve? Because I hate it. It looks so stupid. (laughs) Okay. Um, Also, Black Widow, Mm -hmm. who is Natalia Romanoff. She has a middle name now, too. I don't remember it, though. Neither do I. (laughs) Who is played by? Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Uh, Agent Jasper Sitwell, mm-hmm. who's the bald guy. He was also featured prominently in the one Marvel shot. One Shots, which was the last episode that we did, the previous no. two episodes ago. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Peggy Carter's in it. Okay. So that old woman. Yeah. Do you think that was Haley Atwell and like old woman CGI or if it was just like a real actress? I think it was the old woman, uh, Peggy Carter. Hold on. Should we look this up on the internet? Yeah. Because, like, I always assumed it was just, like, an old woman. But really? something looked a little off about it during this viewing. And she's credited in the end credits of the movie. Okay. But there's also that scene where it was, like, old-timey recordings of her talking in the 50s. Yeah. So I don't know if that's why. Haley Atwell is the only one who is credited as Peggy Carter. So I think it's old woman Haley Atwell. Mm. I, I was thinking it was more makeup stuff than um, CGI crap. What are Okay, you're making a face at your computer now. I'm looking at shirtless pictures of Chris Evans. <laughs> okay, so we, we have lost him. <laughs> so have you ever seen the truck stop hooker photo shoot? What? <laughs> Chris Evans did this photo shoot a few years back. I think it was like pre the Avengers, maybe even. Um, it but it's just like all these poses of him looking like shirtless with like his pants undone and like a trucker cap. And he just looks like he's like at a rest stop, like trying to pick up Johns or whatever the terminology is. It's really hot though. Anyway. <laughs> uh huh. Agent Jasper Sitwell. <laughs> we said that already. Okay, so um, so Peggy Carter mm-hmm. is an old woman makeup, mm-hmm. Fe- and I think CGI. Felix, Felix is not here with us. <laughs> um, also, um, Secretary of the World Security Council Alexander Pierce, who was played by Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Um, Agent Maria Hill is there. Yay! She's my favorite. <laughs> um, the nurse who lives next door to Steve Rogers in his apartment building, isn't it? Uh, turns out later that she is secret agent number 13. Number 13. Well, she says I'm I'm agent 13. I don't understand. Or she's secretly agent number 13. I don't know why she didn't have a name, but later you find out it's Sharon. But like in all the lit the internet literature her last name is carter too then you're like really but it's also a pretty like common last name true anyway um the winter soldier is in this bucky barnes and um the world security council guess what they get some better lighting oh yeah yeah and they get some like chair hologram things Yeah, um, Senator. I forgot they were all dark before. Oh, you forgot it? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the whole main thing about them is they couldn't afford good lights. Yeah. But now they uh, they apparently uh, 
got some some budgetary (laughs) money because not only did they get better lights, they got some holograms of Mm -hmm. themselves. They could all meet in hologram things. So it looks like they're snake chairs. What I want to know is like, because I would assume that they did that so that they could like sit at their desks and like have these conversations. They're not at their desks. They're not at desks. So you fully see their legs. Yeah, you have to go sit in the special chair. <laughs> yeah. It's like that chair that Obama had to sit in when they did the like 360. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Nope, because I did not watch it, but it sounds silly. Um, they did, I think it was like to do a portrait. Um, they did like a 360 uh, camera shot of him. Okay. And like got all of his like facial features and stuff. So they made him sit in this chair and there's like a famous photograph of it. He's like sitting in this chair and it's just like surrounded by cameras and like huge stage lights all pointed at him. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah. That's what I imagine that they're sitting in. That that's probably pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and then Senator Stern, the senator who's kind of a jerk at Senator Fishface. <laughs> <laughs> at Iron Man. And then also we have a Stanley Cameo. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're just going to admit me because you're still looking at shirtless pictures, aren't you? I'm not. Okay, he is the, the guard at the Smithsonian when uh, when he realizes that the Captain America costume has been stolen. But we know it's been stolen by Captain America. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm so fired. And I thought that was the best Stanley cameo we've seen. Yeah. Because that makes sense for just some dude to be in. And I'm so fired is a pretty good line. <laughs> okay, so shirtless. So of those who takes off their shirt, like literally nobody except for Bucky. So Bucky takes off his shirt. He's like strapped in a chair. Also, Nick Fury is shirtless when he's in the ICU. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like cutting his chest open. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then I also wrote down that Black Widow shows us her stomach scar. Mm-hmm. She's also in a bra in that one scene where Chris Evans is almost shirtless and he's wearing like the wife beater, which like still hot, still into it. I don't remember her being in a bra. I just remember her being in a tank top. I think she was in a bra, wasn't she? I was really just focusing on him, and they kept showing him from like terrible angles that didn't show his whole torso. Which is a bummer. They shut off Bucky's whole torso like the whole time. Like his nipple was center stage. Which I appreciated. Although his body looked like more tan than his face. <laughs> which is usually the opposite. Well, that's what, that's what happens when you go out in a face mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your body gets more tan than your <laughs> face mask. <laughs> Good point. So, so there you go. That's why he's the winter soldier. He doesn't get enough sun. I, I guess not. On his face. <laughs> On his face. <laughs> okay. Let's close close that chapter. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the plot. Um. Yeah. So things happen. So, so things happen. Okay. So Captain America slash Steve Rogers as Steve Rogers takes a jog, but he's super fast and Mm -hmm. he's passing people and he makes a new friend while he's taking a jog. Yeah. And And he keeps saying on your left. He keeps saying on your left. 
And um, his new friend, I swear we never hear his name until like the end of the movie. <laughs> In that scene. Do we? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I don't remember because I just call him uh, Falcon, but we hear it in that scene. Well, <laughs> I missed himself. it because I got really irritated <laughs> or I, you know, it went by so fast. Ooh, I found a drawing never... of the Winter Soldier shirtless. It's a very good drawing. Sorry, I'm, continue. <laughs> I'm going to slam that <laughs> laptop shut on your fingers. <laughs> Um, so he makes a new friend while, and, and he's now living in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Why? Literally no idea. Because he, he's from New York. Mm-hmm. Not that it's important that he's from New York. I think it's just because that's where um, S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters is. And that's where S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters is now because apparently they abandoned that big underground football field thing when it collapsed. What? Um... Okay, you remember this. Oh, the one where Maria Hill has to, like, drive the Jeep out of when Loki's, like, destroying it. Yeah. 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 That's gone, wherever that was, secret location. Mm -hmm. They were like, we're going to build in the nation's capital this really obvious building that we're going to call the Triskeleton because that's cool. (laughs) And also- It's so edgy. (laughs) It's like a 13-year-old kid was like, Try skeleton. <laughs> yeah, and also because what we're doing is super secret, um, and we built this building that's super obvious. We're gonna put the elevators on the outside and make them all glass. Yeah, that will keep everything secret and be great for camera angles. I think that it's just like the political headquarters of Shield, like the Pentagon or like Langley. <laughs> you know, it's just like. Where like the like chief of staffs are and like Nick Fury's office and stuff. Yeah, but it's huge. So is the Pentagon. Yeah, but the Pentagon has like lots of people who work there. And like I shield's supposed so shield. to be a little underground. Is it? Yeah. It's unclear like what exactly Shield is to the that government. That is very true. It's like, very unclear. They what have shield spies, is. but like it's not exclusively spies. Yeah, and then they have that Floating aircraft, yeah. which is also headquarters of Shield for some reason. It's like they're like Homeland Security and the CIA and the FBI all combined. And then what's the the uh, Avengers building that like Stark? Avengers Tower. Yeah, yeah. that's Avengers. So that's like sort of part of Shield. Yeah, but they get their own building. Well, because it was Tony Stark's is the Stark Tower. Oh, they just changed it into Avengers Tower? Yeah. So they rename it, and it's still Stark Industry people working there? Or does everybody <laughs> I honestly get to don't be, know. Does everybody get to be an Avenger now? Well, I didn't say, like, I don't think they ever said what they were using Stark Tower for. It was just, like, Tony had, like, his penthouse there. Uh, and then... I was assuming it was for Stark Industry employees. Well, no, they Stark already had stuff. a building. Yeah, I thought it was just a new building, and they because they're so good at whatever they're doing now. Because they're well, the, he did blow up the original building in the first Iron Man, I suppose, but they could rebuild it. Yeah, but also that was on the other side of the country, if yeah. you remember. So yeah, maybe he just needed like two locations. He's a multinational corporation, you know. But then like Loki attacks it, and then they knock down the giant Stark, and all that's left is the A. 
Oh, okay. Like Avengers. Okay. Okay. We're gonna move on. <laughs> Geography. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So while he's meeting his new friend. What's his name, by the way? Did we decide? His last name is Wilson. Uh, it may or may not be Sam. Sam. It is Sam. Okay. He gets a call and uh, Na- Natasha mm-hmm. pulls up. Natalia? And- Natalia? Yeah. I'm, the- I'm getting her confused with. Black Widow. Yeah. I'm getting her confused with Natasha Bor- <laughs> Van Noth. I don't know who that is. Oh, it's the bad guy from Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> She's also Russian. Sounds like the name of a tennis player. <laughs> it's a made-up bad guy name. The last name is literally bad enough. <laughs> I'd buy it. Okay, anyway. She pulls up in a car. Mm-hmm. A fancy car. A, a fancy car. car. Yes, a very fancy car. Anyway, um... And then they have to go do a job, which is taking care of some pirates who have captured a ship, mm-hmm. a shield ship, mm-hmm. because now shield has a ship. Yeah. Um. And they're apparently French pirates, but then it turns <laughs> out that they're actually Algerian pirates. Do they speak French in Algeria? Yes, they do. Oh. Do you know where Algeria is? Wait, hold on. I just wanted to play the sound geography. Is it in South America? <laughs> no. Is it in Eurasia? Okay, so you just named two continents. <laughs> no, it's a region. <laughs> okay, no. Where is it? It's in Africa. Really? Yeah. That doesn't sound African. Algeria? Yeah. That's because the French named it. That's probably why. I suppose there's the- Nigeria. Yeah, it's 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 on the Mediterranean. It was okay. a French colony, which is why it's mostly French speaking. Mm. And the bad guy's name is um something. Wait, what? And he jumps around a lot. <laughs> oh, does a lot of cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> the leaper. Is that it? That's real stupid. (laughs) Thank goodness the web guy was watching with us. Also. um, Because he's the one who told me. (laughs) He was like, that guy's supposed to be the leaper. What is the Interpol? Like, what's Interpol stand for? Like, what what is Interpol? Um, Interpol is a police. Like the international police? Yeah. Yeah, essentially, I don't know exactly what it stands for, but I can Google it for you if you like. Because, like, I always watch, like, crime dramas and stuff, and they talk about Interpol or, like, yeah. whatever, and the FBI always has to, like, work with Interpol, but I'm, it's unclear, like, what their jurisdiction is and, like, what they do, what the point of them is. Okay, it is the International Criminal Police Organization. So That's it- a bad name. Like, needs a comma or something, because it makes it sound like the police are criminals. (laughs) 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 International police criminals. Well, if it helps. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
they use many different languages and they have different grammatical structures. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> oh my gosh. They have 192 member countries. Um, <laughs> and so then different police forces in different countries share information rather than just being like, we're, we're the police department in uh, blah, 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 Germany. We'll talk to the French police. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like how, like, you know, there's the FBI and stuff here. And, like, you call them the feds when you have a big thing and a big crime spree because you can't handle it in your little. So is America not part of Interpol? Yes, we are part of Interpol. Hmm. Are you finding your crime spree? I just, like, I don't understand the point of it. So, like, does Interpol take over, like, when the crime crosses, like, countries or, like. Um, you know, this is not my area of expertise. <laughs> Ask me something about the Navy. Welcome to the Interpol podcast. Uh, all right. I think it's to facilitate catching criminals or else it's an organization that if you're an, initi- an international police criminal <laughs> that you join so that you can be caught more easily. I think I'm that's not more sure. accurate. You know, one or the other. <sighs> Um, so yeah, then. Because I like how you just read this on my, <laughs> on my notes and then just were like, what's Interpol? <laughs> anyway. I've always wondered. Anyway, um, so the new job is to take care of some pirates who have captured the S.H.I.E.L.D. intelligence ship or whatever the heck it is, because that doesn't make sense. Um, Jasper Sitwell is being captive, held captive on the ship. So Jasper Sitwell from our from the one shots. He's being sassy, making comments. Yeah, he's sassy. Um, um, apparently he got ship duty. So yeah, he was saying like maybe that's because he was sassy. They were like, go on the ship. Oh, uh, he's like, Shield doesn't negotiate. Um, but the the ship was like, um not supposed to be in whatever waters it was in but it was like doing secret espionage and so it had like espionage data on it but then like they didn't tell captain america that they're just like you have to go rescue these people on the ship okay i think you made all of that up. <laughs> no i didn't remember and that's why captain america was so mad at black widow because instead no. of helping Rescue no, the no, <laughs> see, no. <laughs> yes. Where you made all of that up. <laughs> she went to go retrieve the data. Nope, you made all of that up. And then they get blown out of no. the window. <laughs> nope, made all of that up. Okay. I'm How do you not remember this the whole scene? Nope, made all of that up. I'm going to tell you <laughs> the way I thought. Okay, so so we learn that Captain is not a just an honorary title because he's leading the mission with some like fierce looking dude who we see later. Sure. Okay. This is their plan. They're all on an airplane, and everybody else is going to parachute in, except for Captain America, who just jumps off the plane. hmm And also Black Widow's on this mission, and some, like, just regular S.H.I.E.L.D. dudes. So Captain America jumps off the plane onto the boat, and then, like, subdues almost all the guys on the deck. Mm-hmm. And then Black Widow goes into the engine room and gets all the guys there. And then the other guys do whatever once they parachute in. And 
That is totally not how parachuting works. You don't just like land on like a tiny object, like a boat. <laughs> like, like that's like some precision maneuvering there, but I suppose they are shield guys. Um, so they probably have some like training, but that's like, like you have to be a parachute team to like land that precisely. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then everybody gets, gets captured and the, uh, um, the the pirates are French speaking. There's also a crazy strong French speaking super guy whose name for some reason is the Leaper who spends <laughs> a lot of time trying to beat up Captain America who can jump really high. Mm-hmm. Um and meanwhile, while the captain is Fighting with the Leaper, Black Widow is on the bridge downloading some information. None of this, which has to do with them being in secret waters or doing spying, (laughs) is just she is getting some intel from S.H.I.E.L.D. and then Captain America gets mad at her because he didn't know that was her mission and she had a separate mission and he was like the leader of the thing. Yeah, that's why that was her mission. Yes, but it had nothing to do with being in... (laughs) In weird waters. <laughs> yes, it did. Or the ship's mission to be, to be spying. The ship wasn't supposed to be there. And it, they were like, the, oh, they they're observing. T- yeah. Oh, my God. Nick Fury gives this, like, whole debrief in the beginning about it. <laughs> and then Scarlett Johansson has to go retrieve the stuff. And he doesn't tell Captain America about it. And then he's, like, angry. And that's why he's so suspicious of her and of S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole time. Because yeah, I remember they're, like, doing secret espionage. Because they're doing secret espionage. But that's not because the ship is in weird waters. It, yes. No. <laughs> Let's see what the internet has to say about it. It couldn't do espionage in American waters. No, the internet says nothing about being in, like, weird waters. I don't think, like... I don't know what that boat was doing. I don't know why they have a boat. <laughs> to do espionage in weird waters. Yeah, but they also have a flying fucking boat. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why they would need an actual boat. Like, she just needed intelligence off of the boat. I don't know that the boat was actively gathering intelligence. It was. What was it actively gathering intelligence for, sir? I don't remember. It was a main tension. Yeah, because it wasn't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I promise. It, it was. It was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's an espionage ship. It was a big ship. <laughs> Captain America that specifically not- asks what the boat is doing, and it, then they're being shifty, and they're like, oh, and then he's like, go get that espionage off the ship, Natalia. And then she was supposed to be like clearing the engine room, but she was actually getting the espionage. And then Captain America gets mad at she her. She did clear the engine room, but not. She's supposed to be like at the rendezvous there. So he yells at her, and then the leaper guy like throws the grenade at them. When they're being debriefed on the helicopter ship, the one guy, the mercenary guy, says the target is a mobile satellite launch platform, the Lumerian Star. They were sending up their last payload when pirates took them 93 minutes ago. Steve says, any demands? And Brock says, a billion and a half. And Steve says, why so steep? 
And Brock says, because it shields. And Steve says, so it's not off course, it's trespassing. And then Natasha says, I'm sure they have a good reason. And then Steve says, you know, I'm getting a little tired of being Fury's janitor. Okay, so if you go back, what is it capable of? Hmm? What, what is it capable of? It's a mobile satellite launch platform. Okay. And what, where was it? Trespassing. No, where, where was it physically? Doesn't say. Okay. Because it was pirates that took it, not a government that took it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where it is if it's pirates. I mean, right? <laughs> I think it still matters to whoever's data that they were transmitting. Yeah, but you don't know that they were gathering data. It's a spy ship. Of course, they were gathering data. Uh, what were they get? Okay. That's why Natasha has to get the data. Re- read it again to me. The target is a mobile satellite launch platform. Okay. The Lumerian Star. They were sending up their last payload when pirates took them 93 minutes ago. Any demands? A billion and a half. Okay, so they're launching satellites. Yes. Okay. But trespassing while they do that. Okay. Okay. Now, read it as it says. Why so steep? Because it shields. So it's not off course. It's trespassing. I'm sure they have a good reason. Okay, but where does it say that they are off course at any point? It doesn't. I assume that's pretext. Okay, because that's that's where I'm like not following that they were off course because, like, if you put uh like if you put up your your if you launched your your satellite. Yeah, it doesn't look like Natasha says that anywhere or anything. Yeah, if you launched your satellite. You know where you have to launch your satellite from, generally speaking. Yeah. And so the most you could be off course is an hour and a half from that specific spot. Yeah, but Steven knows it's not a launch ship because he asks what Sitwell would be doing on a launch ship. Okay. So he's suspicious. Yeah. But I have no idea what they would be spying on. Like it's Everything. It's shield. In the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Buying on submarines, other on ships. Fish. On fish. <laughs> yep. Why do that when you have like a mobile <laughs> aircraft carrier? <laughs> that seems easier. Who knows? Okay. Well, anyway, I'm not buying the pretext for this ship thing. <laughs> okay. I don't know why they have a ship. Well, I know why now because it says they're <laughs> it's launching. It's a government agency. They're launching. They're launching satellites from it yeah okay and that makes sense to me none of the rest of it makes sense (laughs) because for pirates to capture something it doesn't have to be trespassing anything it doesn't have to be Uh uh-huh but it was okay and then because of that you think it's spying on something when they have spy satellites yes they use ships to spy in real life they use airplanes and submarines to spy in real life. That too. That's pretty obvious. Okay. Okay, can we get back to the plot, please? <laughs> sure. Romanoff downloads some stuff from the ship's computers. Mm-hmm. And then they go back. Well, then they get blown out of the window. <laughs> can they get blown out of the window <laughs> and into a different part of the ship? And then they go back home. 
And he fights the guy some more. And then he blows up. You're putting me to sleep. <laughs> Can we please go back to Washington now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> back at the Triskeleton. Yeah. Which is S.H.I.E.L.D.'s D.C. headquarters. It's huge. Nick Fury explains some stuff. He tells he tells uh he tells Captain America about Project Insight and about his granddad being an elevator operator with a paper bag full of ones and a loaded twenty two or something. Oh yeah, that was like the <laughs> pointless story that sounded totally made up because like he's trying to show that like you can be like a good friendly person but still not trust people. I get that. But I'm still trying to reconcile the fact that it doesn't seem like elevator operators, like, span that much time. What do you mean? Like, could you have a full career as an elevator <laughs> operator? Or I would mean, you switch jobs at some point? His grandfather was probably in, like, the 40s. I do not want to look this one up either. <laughs> this is a problem when we watch the, these things the same day, is I don't have... Time to look crap up. Well, it was 2014. Nick Fury's probably like 55, 60. Okay. I'm not looking at... I'm not looking at timelines like would his grandfather be a, be the right age to do it? I'm looking up, hey, were elevators and operators a thing for 20 years or for 40 years? Mm-hmm. Or for five years before they realized that they could get buttons. <laughs> I mean, some elevators still have operators. When's the last time you used an elevator with an operator? Um, at the um, the art museum. Yeah. What art? I mean, museum? they don't have like a full time operator there, but it's one of those elevators with the little thingies. Okay. The MIA. Nope. And like fancy hotels still have like concierge. That press the buttons for you. Oh, I am not finding this information and I don't care. <laughs> so then Steve goes to the Smithsonian. Oh, no. Then he shows him the giant warship oh my. helicarrier gunship things that fly mm-hmm. and tells them that they can, like, spot someone by their DNA. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes no sense. Okay. Okay, then there's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and Steve's like, that's not safety. Uh, I thought the punishment usually comes after the crime. And Nick Fury's like, it's 2014. You got to get with the program. There's terrorists. Oh, yeah. I And then I said something about they already made this movie. It's called The Minority <laughs> Report. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then... He goes to the, the Smithsonian to see his own exhibit. Mm-hmm. And it talks about his war hero achievements. And um, uh, there's a little video with Peggy Carter talking yeah. about when he saved all those people. Yeah. And, um, and then he goes to see actual Petty, Peggy Carter who isn't dying or isn't dead yet, but is kind of dying because she's definitely sitting in a bed. Yeah, she's super old. Yeah. And then he visits his new friend at his VA support group job. And then uh, then we we switch gears and follow Nick Fury around. Mm-hmm. He's calling Agent Hill and saying, hey, 
let's meet up. And then, then he gets pulled over by the police, but it's really a police assault by some fake police officers and they chase him around. Yep. You want to say anything more about this action sequence? Uh, no. No? No? <laughs> like this, this major action sequence where there's like shooting and then a battery ram at Nick Fury's black SUV. He's got a really cool he, car. And he and the vehicle self-drives itself and he like and there's like 50 police cars, really like 10, and bad guys in police uniforms <laughs> who are shooting at him. And also, he escapes by... Cutting a hole in this, like, pavement with a lightsaber? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. I'm just upset because he kept insinuating that the car could go into flight mode, but it was, like, broken. And I was like, I want to see this, like, Escalade just fly. That'd be cool. Yeah. And... um. And then he encounters the winter soldier in the middle of a road who mm-hmm. has like long greasy hair and wears a gas mask type thing over his face. Mm-hmm. Nothing you want to say about that? No. Okay. It was action-y. Oh, but then is this also the scene where Steve is like, no, that's later, right? Okay. Yeah, that's later. Never mind. Then Steve Rogers comes home. And he flirts with the nurse who lives next door. Asks if she wants to use his washing machine. And then she says, no, I work in the infectious disease, so I'd rather use the public one <laughs> so that I don't infect you. I'll just infect Sorry. everyone else that lives yeah. here. And I have a load in and it's almost done. And also, you it sounds like you left your stereo on. Mm-hmm. He was like, mm, I better go in through the window so I can assault whoever's in my home. Which he does. And then he finds Nick Furry instead of his enemies. And they have this wonderful conversation where they are, where Nick is saying, my wife, you know, kicked me out. And he's typing in his cell phone little messages that are like, it bugged and like, you know, watch what you say. And then they're talking in code. And then he stands up and totally gets shot. Side note, the first elevator was invented in 1853. And elevator operators were normal until the 60s and 70s when they were automated. <laughs> you were curious. <laughs> Why do I even do this podcast with you? You asked the question. <laughs> I just said it seems impos- implausible and also it seems like the most boring job in the world. Probably. You know, well, you get to talk to a lot of people. Yeah, I guess so. But nothing deep because it's... Just a couple seconds. <laughs> Unless the elevator breaks down. Then you really get to talk to them. (laughs) So Nick Fury's like, my wife kicked me out, but secretly he's texting on his phone. Okay, you know that I went through this already. (laughs) You were looking up other stuff. I just stopped the podcast. (laughs) I was reading about elevators. (laughs) Yep, okay. Yeah. He gets shot. Did we talk about that? Okay. (laughs) That is the sound of me closing his laptop so we can stop looking at Charlie's pictures (laughs) and looking up things. So he is shot, and then then the nurse come, rushes in and says, "I'm Agent Thirteen. I'm here to protect you." And he's like, "Who hired you?" And then he, she's like, "He did," which means just Nick Fury. And then she calls the ambulance, and then and then Steve Rogers chases the guy who shot him, and then he go, like jumps over stuff and anything else to add here in this 
this action scene. He jumps out of a lot of windows and into a lot of windows in the scene. And Bucky runs real fast. Okay. Does he know it's Bucky yet? No. He's still wearing the mask. Okay. Oh, spoiler alert. It's Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then... (laughs) Nick Fury is in the hospital and doesn't have a shirt on, and then he dies. Yep. Um, Maria Hill is there. And Bucky is there. Agent Romanoff. No, wait. Bucky's not there. there. <laughs> I was just thinking about. <laughs> Sorry, Captain America's there. Mm-hmm. And he hides the uh, um, flash drive with the data that they recovered from the ship that. Uh, Nick Fury gave him. Yeah, he hides it in the vending machine behind the bubble gum. Which I don't understand how he gets it in there, but you know, whatever. Yeah, he had to, he'd have to like take the front off and they're refilling it. Yeah, I don't know. He's called into Alexander Pierce's office and then uh, Pierce gives him a, a lecture about number one. You to build a better world, sometimes it means you have to tear down the old one down, which is a lesson about how people are against him. Um, he says that, you know who bugged your apartment? It was Nick who bugged your apartment. And then he says, thirdly, don't withhold information from me because I will stop at nothing to like get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, anytime anybody says that to you, you know, don't give them information. <laughs> I think that's like pretty obvious. Well, I think he's just, like, trying to, like, threaten him. Yeah. Well, like, that's a threat. Like, you know, first start out with, like, being all sweet and being like, I'm so sad my friend is dead and I really want to get to the bottom of this. So if you think of anything, come tell me. You know, that's what you do to convince somebody to tell you information. You don't go, I'll stop at nothing. Well, because he knew that Steve wasn't going to tell him. Yeah, but that's not how you convince somebody to come tell you later. I don't think he was trying to convince him. He was trying to tell him to stay out of his way. Okay, whatever. I guess not, because then it's pretty obviously you're revealing yourself as the bad guy. Are you? Yeah. When you start threatening people, you're revealing yourself as a bad guy. But, like, if he suspected, like, that Steve killed him, or, like, was involved, or, like, knew more... Then uh-huh. he would, like, threaten him to be like, don't obstruct my investigation or something bad will happen to you. Do you, If you really thought that, like, he killed him, you wouldn't let him go. Okay, not him specifically, but, like... If you thought he knew more... Yeah. Then he, you wouldn't say, hey, don't obstruct my information. You would say, tell me stuff. I guess. Anyway, I think <laughs> it just tells you you're the back <laughs> So then they're in the elevator. Yep. So then it's just another day in the office, except everyone is getting on the elevator and people are sweaty. Yeah. And it's like that guy whose face I don't like. And you're talking about like the like the mean one from the yeah the boat raid. Yep. His name is. Okay, you can tell me his name. Brock Rumlow. Hey, <laughs> <Okay>, cool. <laughs> Who named him? Uh, <laughs> um, and he's on it with some soldier guys who apparently are like, they have their own like defense division and shield or something. I don't know. And then um, some like office worker guys get on in suits with like briefcases. Uh-huh. And then some like police officers, like some other group of people get on. Yeah, like 
There's like janitors or something. This elevator is full of people. Yeah. And it's all like this elevator that, um, I mean, I guess now we're glad it has glass walls. Because yeah. they can uh, use the camera outside the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then they all attack him. Which he knew they were going to because everybody was sweaty and like being nervous around him. But he's Captain America, so he can take 16 guys at once in a small confined space. He says, so does anybody want to get off? (laughs) Instead, Um, he beats everybody up. And and they had these like magnetic handcuffs, which were pretty cool. Yeah. That were also suitcase handles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was those were interesting, yeah. And then he then he resumes the elevator, and then the first floor he stops at is just like military guys with guns on them. And then he's like, "Oh, let's close that door." Yep. And then he ends up going out the side of the elevator, right? Yeah, he like rips like a panel off the side of the elevator and exposes the like cables, and then slices them with the shield, so the elevator just plummets to the ground. And then he jumps out the window. Oh, yeah. But he's still up like 12 stories. Yeah. Well, you know, he jumps out of planes without. That's true. So what's 12 stories? <laughs> money, money, money. Must be funny. In the rich man's world. So Dale. Yes, Felix. <laughs> Your favorite part. You know it's my favorite part. <laughs> How much do you think this money made? This movie made? <laughs> <laughs> okay so how much did it make mm-hmm. so i would say this is as popular as iron man 2 okay so however much that made i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember either like 140 million dollars more than that did you say iron man 2 yeah i said iron man 2 that's so long ago i don't um yeah, I threw you for a loop there. You did. Because uh, I don't remember numbers. <laughs> no, it made less. But it was better movie. <laughs> but people like Iron Man. <laughs> why do they like him? He's an asshole. I think that's why. Why? Why? <laughs> okay. To the tune of almost $100 million more. Well, no. Okay. Okay, so not as much as that. What about my $140 million? No, more than that. Okay. To the tune of like $100 million more. $240 million. A little bit more. $260 million. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, $259,700,000. Okay, that's pretty close. Yeah. Okay, now are you going to ask me how much it cost me to make? No, how much do you think it made worldwide? Twice as much. No. Um. Okay. So, 260, so I will say, right? Mm-hmm. So, worldwide, I would say, that, so this is excluding the U.S.? No, combined. Combined. Okay. 380. You think it only made an extra $110 million? Yeah. People don't want to see a Captain America if they're not American. <laughs> Wait, I take it back. It made People more money wanna... foreignly than it did here. People do want to see that because it's Chris Evans. <laughs> if only he'd take off his shirt more often. Okay. Okay, so we are now in the $536 million. More. $600 million. More. 
Seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Seven hundred fourteen. So it didn't make a billion, which is unusual for these movies. Um, you know what? Just just stop talking to me. I'm <laughs> just gonna play the money thing, and we're not gonna talk about costs. Wait, how much do you think it costs? No. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. It did. I saw no fireworks. No fireworks. No. There's a lot of fire. Yeah, but that's gasoline. That's cheap. Yeah. Um, I saw lots of CGI. Mm-hmm. So, a hundred million dollars. A little bit more. A hundred and twelve million dollars. <laughs> no more. A <laughs> hundred and sixteen million dollars. A <laughs> hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. One hundred and seventy. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Here. We're resuming because I'm done with this. <laughs> what would you do with the $170 million? Remake Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Ask me after I've... No, don't ask me after I've won the lottery because you're just going to want me to buy you stuff. Yep. <laughs> I know yeah, that. buy me things. That's the right answer. I know because you've already asked me that. <laughs> um. So okay. Then he goes back to the hospital to retrieve the flash drive, uh-huh. and it's not there. But you know who is there? <laughs> who? A cute bubblegum chewing girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it's Enogen Romanoff. <laughs> she's chewing some bubblegum. Because she stole it. Yeah. Because she's not dumb. Because he obviously had to get it in there somehow in broad daylight, so she probably saw him. Yeah, also, you can look behind some bubblegum and <laughs> yeah. see a flash drive. <laughs> she would have had to buy, like, four packs of bubblegum, though, to get it out. That's why she's chewing so much <laughs> bubblegum. <laughs> yeah, so, so they share some information, so mm-hmm. that's good, because now they're building a bond of trust. Well, not really. He, like, throws her against the wall and threatens her. <laughs> Oh, that, that's normal for being in the spy business. Yeah, I suppose. So now they're starting to build the bond of trust. Mm-hmm. And then um, then they're like, we need to get the information off this. And so they um, they go to an Apple store. Yep. And they pretend to look at computers, except they don't pretend to look at computers when, like, the genius bar guy comes to ask them if they need help. They say they're looking up uh, that they're engaged and they're looking up honeymoon destinations in New Jersey. Yeah. Which is, um, I want to be, like, super fun because, like, now they have to, like, play, like, a couple. But, like, also, that's not where you go to, like, look that stuff up. You have no. to be like, no, we're just testing out, like, blah, blah, blah on the computer. Pretend you're shopping for the computer. But no one does that. Like, I've never been to the Apple store to actually look at a computer. You go to the Apple store to fuck around on the internet. Really? Before smartphones existed. <laughs> yeah, but now that smartphones exist, what do you go to the Apple store for? Because that place is always packed. I think still just to play around on the computers and go on the internet. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't go to, I don't like Apple. I go to the Microsoft store and I play with their giant tablets. Oh, that's where I go too. But I don't play with their giant tablets. It's fun. It is fun. 
That's what you do. You and they have, have VR set up. And, and they have like their own version of the Genius Bar, but no one ever goes to it. I do. Do you? Wait. Yeah, I do. Because that's where they gave me money for my phone. Because I bought the insurance plan. And then they got oh. rid of my phone. And I was so sad. I miss you, Cortana. The one that lives in my phone. Not the naked lady that's <laughs> in my video game. <laughs> You're the only person in the world that liked the Windows phone. <laughs> It was so good. It was it was so good. Anyway, um, that's not the point. The point is, yeah. Then they find out where whatever signal from the, I don't know, the, the flash drive. The flash drive is. And the and answer is Wheaton, New Jersey. Geography, mm-hmm. actual place. Crap! I didn't do any of my homework. Is there an actual military base there? You know, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I take it back. Wheaton, New Jersey isn't actually a place. <laughs> but. But there's lots of things named Wheaton in New Jersey. Including a place called Wheaton Glass. And Wheaton Avenue in Millville, New Jersey. I was wondering if it was like a reference to Joss Wheaton, but that's with a D. No, I'm guessing they just, um. They just picked it because it sounds really real, sure. <laughs> obviously, because I was like immediately like, I know that place, <laughs> but it's really because it's parts of different things. And then like they um, they say that um, Lehigh base or Lehigh camp, Camp Lehigh sure. is there. Mm-hmm. And that also sounds like a real place because there is a place called Lehigh Valley mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. Which is a real place. Pensacola. Not. What? <laughs> what are you? Pensacola is in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're just saying things that sound alike now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that was your very poor lesson in geography. So they find this like bunker and they're like, nothing is here. This is, oh, it's also the old base that Steve Rogers trained at um, from the first movie. Where Peggy punched that dude. And there was Skinny Steve. Yep. And he has a little flashback. To being Skinny Steve. <laughs> and then. Skinny Steve. He's like, there's nothing here. And then he's like, wait, no. There's like military regulations about putting munitions so close to the like training field or something. N- next to the bunker. Sure. Uh, so then they go in the bunker. Turns out it's not a bunker. It's a shield office. And then, so they're like digging around and it's all like old timey. Yeah, and, and they see a, see a photo of Peggy mm-hmm. and Howard Stark. And Colonel, what was his name? I don't remember. I don't remember seeing the picture. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, I just called him Colonel Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so then he discovers like a hidden briefcase, bookcase wall. Um and pushes it aside, and then there's an elevator behind it that looked very clean and, like, modern? Yep. Very modern. <laughs> Which I was confused by. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a 1990s, 2000 yeah. elevator. Like, with polished like, steel. With an with a, like, new access panel. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> yeah, so, so, entryway... 1940s, 1950s, elevator, 1990s, then you go downstairs. 
And it's 1940s, 1950s computers. Well, it's like 1970s. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. The tape deck thing. Yep. Yeah. That's very strange. Anyway. Yeah. So. So, just, just a nice elevator. They start messing around with the computers, and they're like, this is too old-timey. There's no way that the flash drive could have been made here. But then they see a little, like, USB port hub thing. <laughs> and so, she plugs it in. And then the computers turn on, and it's the Zola, the, like, Red Skulls Nazi uh, Hydra assistant Sidekick. scientist guy. Yeah. And he put his brain into the computer. Yep, when he died, he put his brain in a computer because they could do that in the 70s. Yep. Cool. And uh, and she talks to him like it's. It's a recording, but it's not. He's actually there. He's like, I'm not a recording. And then he like. <laughs> yeah. Which like, if it was being run by Hydra and they knew he was there, why didn't they just put him on like a 2018 or 2014 computer? Yeah. Why would you not transfer your files? Yeah. Because I mean Let's like. Let's put it on some tape that totally disintegrates. Yeah. And breaks. That tape like had a lot of storage. But like in 2014, they had like hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like it's it's really funny and so they talk to him for a while and then like he's revealing all the secrets and I'm like this is like a James Bond thing where like before he's like I'm going to kill you but first let me tell you the details of my plan <laughs> so that brings up something the reason that I hated this movie the first time I saw it was because when it came out Everyone was like, like all the Marvel fanboys were talking about it like it was this like deep spy thriller and like, like it was some like prestige, like HBO political drama. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. And I was like, that's not what this is at all. And then um, there were other people that were like, they didn't quite go that far, but they're like, yeah, it's like a spy, like action movie, like James Bond. And I was like, this movie's nothing like James Bond. <laughs> like, Oh, no. There's so little espionage. I mean, there is, like, a cool car that can do unbelievable things. <laughs> That's true. And uh, I guess Black Widow has some gadgets, but it's mostly just, like, tasers and grappling hooks. Yeah. Uh, and no one has sex. So, that's not James Bond at all. But, yeah. So, then uh, they're like, why are you telling all, all of this? We have to stop them. And he's like, actually... I'm just buying time um, because there's a missile on the way to kill you. Yep. And so they jump in a sewer plate mm -hmm. and the captain shields them with his shield. Yep. And then the building falls on top of them, but it's really like a munitions bunker. So they're underground anyway. Yeah. So they already have like a strong degree of protection because they're underground. Yeah. And then they get hit by a missile and then they like climb out. And then the guys come, they're like shield bad guys that are actually Hydra and they see you know, Steve Rogers' footprint. The the, the Hydra division of shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're like, he's still alive. We got to do something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Then the Winter Soldier meets up with Pierce, and then he called, says that it cost him Zola, which, like, that boggled my mind that, like, they didn't have a backup of yeah. Zola. 
You have a person. Yeah, why not? Why would you not? Why would you not back him up from your 72 tape tape machines? And uh, like, why would you like bomb it? And yeah, why not have a backup copy? And he's like, he offers him some milk. They're like sitting in his kitchen. And then his maid is like, I'm leaving for the day. And she's like, okay. But then she comes back because she forgot her cell phone and he shoots her. Yep. Real dumb. And that's how we know he's evil. Yep. On top of the fact that he's giving instructions to the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Black Widow and Captain crash at his new friend's place because they just show up at Sam Wilson's door. Yeah. And this is when they're both nearly shirtless. Oh, they come in. Because they're they... all covered in debris. <laughs> yeah. And then they they stripped their undershirts. Mm-hmm. But not all the way down. Oh, I think they showered. Well, yeah, but they look pretty dirty still. That's true. Like, I did not understand that, because it would make more sense if they showered and had wet hair. Mm-hmm. But, like, he still has, like, grime on his face. Maybe they decided just that Just really set in grime. Maybe they decided he looks sexier with grime on his face. A little I bit. Actually, I like Chris Evans, like, as clean as possible. Like, in his normal day-to-day life, he usually has chest hair and, like... I prefer him just like clean shaven, no beard, like all American boy haircut. He's got those blue eyes and he's Captain America. And so he's just like, he's got to be cute, you know? He's got like really full like lips and cheeks. He's so attractive. Okay. Moving on. I know people really like Scarlett Johansson because her boobs were out in that one movie like 15 years ago. Wait, what movie? I don't remember. Okay. I don't care. I wasn't a fan of her back then. I'm still not really that much of a fan. Although, they just announced that Black Widow is going to get a solo movie. Finally. Officially. But, like, I feel like we're past the point that we care. I don't know what to say to that. Because, like, everybody... Well, like, that asshole got three of his own solo movies. (laughs) Because he's the best. Uh... Nobody's not. <laughs> and Ant-Man got one. And like, I think his superpower is getting real small and real big and still wearing clothes. Uh-huh. So there's that. And the second Ant-Man is with the Wasp, which is the first female superhero to have her name in a title of an MCU movie. The only one at this point. Which is pathetic. Yeah. Considering like... Well, there are only three female superheroes and only, well, I suppose the Wasp has the same powers as Ant-Man, but they're not really powers. They're just the suit. Um, In the suit? Yeah. And Natasha doesn't have powers. So it's just uh, just Scarlet Witch that has powers. Um, Yeah. And how many movies are there? Oh. Oh, we're done. We're done. We're done talking about this because otherwise I'm going to like walk out of this room and we're not going to have a thing. (laughs) Okay. Then, uh, okay. So they crash at the new friend's place. They take off their overshirts so that they're sexier, Mm -hmm. but not all the way so that it's like it's a higher rating or whatever. Um, Then new friend Sam recruits themselves to their little like planned adventure. Um, And then they go. And they meet up with Sitwell in a hotel. Well, I was going to say, no, I was going to use a noun that describes like a surprise attack. Like an ambush. 
a, a sting. sting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's Sitwell's meeting with um, uh, Senator Fishface. Yep. And he's like, Hail Hydra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whispers that in his ear. <laughs> that made me happy. And then um, they, they threaten him with a sniper rifle. And then they take him up on a rooftop. And he's like, oh, is this where you threatened to throw me off the roof? Because that's not really your style. And Captain America's like, you're right. It's not my style. It's hers. And then he steps out of the way and Natasha kicks him off the roof. But then, boom, he gets swept up because, like, that other dude that they just met has wings for no reason. <laughs> you Surprise! Were, you were so shocked. You're like, what? <laughs> I was so shocked. Because, like... They didn't, like, allude to that. Yeah, they did. They alluded to that in this. They said, you said you were a pilot. Or, and he says, I didn't say that. But there are so many other things that you could be when your friend gets, like, shot out of the sky, which is, like, that guy in the back who drops the bombs. And, like, oh, shoots that's the true. things. Yeah. Not, like, I fly <laughs> at the speed of a jet with wings. Yep. Because why would I ever expect that unless I read all of them comics? With a jetpack. Well, because his name was Falcon. His name isn't Falcon. It was barely Sam Wilson. <laughs> it says on the dossier that he shows them. I didn't I didn't read the dossier. <laughs> I, that could have been a code name like It was. <sighs> okay. It's like Project Falcon or whatever. Yeah, and then like why why does he not just have, like, an Iron Man suit instead he has big wings? Like, they don't <laughs> seem like that could, like... Because Iron Man is patented property of Stark Industries, as Pepper Potts stated. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like he would not be able to, like, fly as fast as a jet plane with wings. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, he picks them up, and he's like, swoops in, grabs the guy before he, like, hits the ground, and then they talk some more or whatever. I just wrote, dude, the new guy has wings. That's like a trope in superhero movies now that I guess used to be a trope in like mobster movies. But my favorite one is still in the Batman movie where he drops the guy and then like saves him like only enough for him not to die, but still breaks his leg. <laughs> There's a lot of grappling hooks in this movie also like Batman. Okay. Um, I just wrote battle scene. Battle scene. Yeah. When's this? Uh, after the dude, the new guy has wings. Who do they fight? Oh, on the highway. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Winter Soldier comes after them with those guys from the Hydra Division of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> on the highway and, like, jumps on top of their little sedan. And then, like, they're shooting at each other. And then he, like, flips the car over. And so they, like, rip off the door and slide down the freeway on it. And they're on like a big overpass and then he shoots a rocket launcher at Captain America and it blasts him off the overpass into a bus, which then gets hit by a truck. (laughs) Then uh, Falcon and Black Widow are like shooting at people and she grappling hooks down to the main road and then Falcon like flies down there and then they're shooting at each other and then um, the guys like also, like, they don't grappling hook down. They, like, use, like, mountain climbing gear, like a pickaxe. Okay. Yeah. Of <laughs> to, like, rappel down. 
And then they like pull out a minigun somehow out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they start shooting at the bus that Steve is in. And he doesn't get hit by any of the bullets somehow. Oh, yeah, no. And he like leaps out the back of it and then takes them all out. And then he gets shot again with like a grenade or something by a Winter Soldier. Um, and then he's like, they're fighting. And it's like pretty good fight choreography for one of these movies, actually. Um, but then he like throws him and his mask falls off. Um, I want one of those masks also. And then it turns out it's Bucky. Bucky. And he's like, Bucky. And then Bucky gets confused. And says, who's Bucky? <laughs> Even though what she should be saying is, what's Bucky? <laughs> <laughs> Why what? Because. Bucky isn't a name. It's his name. It's his nickname. I know, but like if I if I shouted something weird at you, you'd be like, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> like if I was like, Bodash. I don't know, maybe that's someone's name. But yeah, so. You're like, who's Bodash? Uh, then while they're having that like long stare into each other's eyes, Across the war-torn D.C. city streets. Yep. Romanoff, like, shoots at him. Then he runs away. And then they go back to somewhere. And then they get, like, chased some more by some, like, guys. And, like, then they, like, cut a hole in the ground with a lightsaber like Nick Fury did. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> what I have next is they get arrested. Oh, that's right. That's later that they cut a hole in the ground. They get arrested. There's a new gas helicopter overhead. Um, and so that that guy with that face you don't like says, put away your gun. Don't shoot Captain America on camera. Yeah. We're arresting them. And they're in then the back they, of the police van. Yep. And they're, they're in the back of the police van. And uh, who's there? And then... um. Sam is like, Black Widow needs some uh, medical attention. You really can't do this. And then one of the masked soldier guys hits the other guy, sh- sh- soldier guy, and like kills him. And then she takes off her helmet, and it's revealed that it's Maria Hill. Yay, the most confident person in this whole <laughs> movie. And she's like, oh, my head was getting squished in that helmet. And then they escape using the lightsaber ground <laughs> thingy. And so they don't go to the jail. And then she takes them to a secret hideout where, turns out, Nick Fury is alive. Then they talk a lot. Mm-hmm. This is where you learn some background information. And this is what makes the whole movie worth it. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like... Yeah, whatever you say. This is where Nick like talks about how him and Pierce were friends, and he was going to get a Nobel Prize, but he turned it down. Because peace costs too much, I believe. He said peace isn't like a achievement, it's a requirement or something like that. Or, yeah, peace isn't an achievement, it's a... Obligation? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, it was something bad, and then you were like, ooh. Um, and then... Then it basically goes through like the Hydra philosophy that's that's um, you need to people need to be controlled, mm-hmm. but and it didn't work bad, in yeah. World War Two because 
they resisted like dictatorship. So you have to make them like invite lack of security or whatever into yeah. their lives. Yeah, you need to invite it as as security, mm-hmm. which is what's going on now. And um, so they're going to use the aircraft carriers with the DNA cameras <laughs> to no assassinate no 20 million people. Yeah, it makes no sense. Because it could predict who is going to be evil in the future. Or no, who is going to like cause trouble for Hydra. Yeah. Anyway, minority report stuff. Yeah. But what was... Is that the one with Tom Cruise? Yeah. What was interesting about this is that um, is that the idea of Hydra... You know how they're always saying Hail Hydra? Mm-hmm. That was your cue. You know how they're always saying Hail Hydra? <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> We just need a button. <laughs> well, they're really like the idea of Hydra isn't really something to be hailed. It's like it's like this idea of control. Sure. So it's not really like the only reason it's hail Hydra is because of its or of its origins in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Not this universe. Yeah, and that's why they use the word hail, and also because it also begins with an H. And then, like, you cut off the like one head, and two take its place. Yeah, as so effectively demonstrated by that view screening <laughs> and Zola where he, he had one head and then he showed two heads. Um, Visual aids, huh? Yeah, so then um, they're like, all right, we have to go to the Shield HQ and replace microchips. Oh, yeah, they had to replace three microchips and all three floating sky things yeah. with the the guns that are going to shoot the 20 million Americans that are going to make trouble for Hydra. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the Easter egg where he said, when he's like listing off uh, Sitwell, I think, was listing off names of people that were going to get murdered. And he's like, Stephen Strange and... Um... No. Oh, well, that's Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I did think it was interesting that you had to replace three microchip things and all three of the the floating sky guns. Why? Because I don't remember them actually doing that in all three. They also make replacement chips. They only make three replacement chips instead of being like, hey, yeah. everybody take, you know, everybody take three. And then if somebody, you know, falls off this floating sky <laughs> ship and can't make it to theirs, maybe another person can, yeah. like that guy with wings for no reason. No, Captain America did the first one. Uh-huh. And then... Um, and that's all I remember. Jean. Then Falcon did the second one. Did he? And okay. And then Captain America did the third one. Oh, yeah, I remember one. That's it. But yeah, because like those things can get lost or like, oops, I stepped on it. <laughs> or if it's like my cell phone, it's like, oops, I sat on it in my pockets that are not as big as man pockets. Well, Captain America kept it. his in his little pouch on his belt. <laughs> his, his fanny pack? <laughs> it wasn't in front, though. Yeah, it was on his fanny. That's the American fanny is your butt. <laughs> the British fanny is in your front. Yep. Okay. So, in yeah. conclusion, you should. Pro- okay. 
So that and they go to Shield HQ and there's this whole thing and then like the council's there but not holograms. It's like the real people. Yeah, like they came in on airplanes and they got stuck in real traffic and they were like, why can't you control this? And mm-hmm. they're like, we're working on it. And then they were like, you can't control Captain America either. Yeah. And then he gave them little pins that like biometrically scan them so that they can go wherever they want in the building. And then... um Captain America is fighting on the aeroship things and they're trying to launch him. And they're like, they can't launch him. And then everyone's fighting everyone. Okay, you're not going over the Captain America totally makes a speech? What speech? He makes a speech over the intercom. Oh, right, right, right. This is why people know to fight back. That Captain America is making a speech about what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Rather than everybody's just following orders because they don't know what's really going on. He tells her what about Hydra... And he's like, help us. If you're a good guy, stop them. Don't launch the ships. Yep. And then the guy who's supposed to launch the ship pauses. And then, like, the the guy with that face you don't <laughs> like is like, launch ships. And he's like, is there a problem? And then he's like, no. And then he's like, yes. I can't launch ships. Captain's orders. And then Agent 13, the pretty lady who lives next door, is like... <laughs> Leave him alone and points a gun at the at the base guy, and then everybody points guns at each other, and then eventually the ships get launched because like there's chaos when everybody points guns at each other. Yeah, so that sum that up, mm-hmm. and they launch the ships, which are by the way under the river. Yeah. Okay, so cool. And then everybody starts shooting at everybody, and there's fighting all around and battle scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but so then they get all two of the ships get their little chips in them, but then the third ship, Captain America's trying to do, but then Winter Soldier pops up again. Yeah, see, and if you're me, you're like, what's going on? And you're like, there's three ships, and I only saw one get a ship. <laughs> and he shoots him, and then he's like, don't make me do this, Bucky, you know me. And he's like, I don't know you. And he's like, yeah, you do. And then they start punching each other, and Bucky pulls out like 16 knives. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part's true. I was paying attention during that. He kept having knives. <laughs> and then, like, Steve kept taking the knives away and he just kept pulling you, out more knives. You think he would not be a winter soldier? Or you think he was a Swiss Army soldier? Um, was it that this movie? What? When, uh, oh, yeah, it was when, um, uh, Steve was explaining to Natasha who. Zola was. He's like, he's a German scientist and he's like, I'm Swiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then so then like Bucky like throws the microchip like down the corridor and it like starts to fall off the ledge because of course there's a ledge. And then why is there so much things to fall off on these airships? And they're like in this like upside down like atrium dome thing on the bottom of the ship. Uh, for some reason and so then like he like kicks Bucky down there and then he jumps down there to get the microchip and then they're fighting and then he climbs away and Bucky shoots him like six times and then you think he's not gonna make it because like he's about to put it in and Bucky shoots him in like the kidney <laughs> and he falls over and then it's like three seconds before the ships like are armed to shoot or whatever but he puts it in that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> And then the ships, uh, all their targeting goes away. And it was like targeting like the president and like all these other people. 
and the targeting all disappears and the guys working the computers are like where'd all the targets go and then it pops up and it's like three targets and it's the three ships <laughs> and then they battle each other like they were they were 19th century actual boats <laughs> with like cannons with like cannons and then they fall from the sky on totally the dc metro area i'm sure that's safe except for they like pretty exclusively fell into the potomac <laughs> Um, whatever, there is so much tra- uh, shrapnel from that. And one of them fell directly into that the oh, triskeleton building. That's true. And so, uh, Falcon got his rips, his rips, Falcon got his wings ripped off by the Winter Soldier at one point. And so he's like grounded in the triskeleton. And so then the guy with the face that I don't like goes to fight him in like an office, like cubicle floor. <laughs> and he's like making quips and sam's just like stop talking <laughs> and they're fighting each other and the guy's winning but then the the health carrier crashes into the building and kills him yeah and then he gets out of the building by jumping out of the building and into the helicopter that yeah and he tells them Roman to pick office. him up on the 41st floor but they're like three floors down so he has to like dive <laughs> Yep, and nearly falls out of the helicopter. Don't do that. Yep. But then Nick's like, they don't put the floor numbers on the outside of the building. Yep. <sighs> um, so then they get safe, and then it does this like weird like montage to like slow music where it shows like the guy with the face I don't like being like retrieved by the paramedics and he's got like all these burns all over his body. Oh, that's who that was? Yeah. I couldn't figure that out. I was like, burn guy, yeah. <laughs> and then it shows like, oh no, we totally skipped over in the council hall. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Pierce is like holding all the council members hostage as they're launching the thing. And then he like pulls a gun on the one guy and then the like woman council member just starts doing all this like kung fu and like fighting, and then it turns out it's Natasha, and she like pulls her face off and her wig. It's, it's a it's not like a face face like a mask, yeah, like a silicone mask. It's a digital face projector. Yeah, and then it's her, and then he still kills all the people anyways because the pins that they put on have like thermite in them, I guess. <laughs> And uh, so then I just enjoyed that. Like he he asked, like the um, Indian guy, you know, if you know if you knew your daughter was going to be kidnapped and killed and blah 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 by Pakistan, wouldn't you want this? And he was like, no. Yeah. And then he get, and then that's when um, old woman or middle aged <laughs> woman council woman kicks him in the head. Yep. And then, but then it turns out to be. Romanoff, and she's but I like, really have liked it to be councilwoman. Sam, that'd be hilarious. It would have been, it, yeah, like it would have been unbelievable. But like you know, so much of this is unbelievable. Yeah, and like, but it would have been great. She's on the council of like the world spy organization, so maybe she used to be a spy. Yeah, that's true. She works out. She mm-hmm. just now wears a skirt suit. Yeah. Also, don't wear heels. Those hurt your feet, and you yeah. can't do stuff with them. But then she's like, I'm going to upload all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s data to the cloud or to the internet or something. And he's like, but you need two director level clearance to do that. And then a helicopter comes down. She's like, I've got someone on the way. And then Nick Fury comes out and he's got like a sling on his arm because he got shot and stabbed a bunch. But um, he's wearing a big like 
trench coat and does like slow motion walk. And then they're like, we deleted all of your clearances and your retinal scans. And he's like, if you want to, what does he say? Like, if you want to beat me, you have to keep both eyes open or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like pulls off his eye patch and shows his like other eye that's patched. <laughs> His other eye that's patched. His his other eye that's all like messed up because it had a big like sword blade through it or whatever. Yeah. So then they like upload all the information, and then um, oh, he like shoots like he's like the Pierce takes Romano hostage, um, but so she uses her little like taser thing on herself to short circuit the bomb chip thingy. Yeah, and then Nick shoots him. Yep. And then, yeah, and so then they're like, uh, Steve is, I don't remember where he is in the montage, and then, like, um, the Agent 13 is, like, joining the CIA, and... Oh, uh, yeah, I called this the resolution. Oh, okay. Okay. Romanoff testifies to Congress and says, you're not going to arrest us because we're your best defense. Nick Fury has a grave, but really... He's going to Europe, so he's still pretending to be dead. Wilson is a soldier and not a spy, so he says something to that extent. And he uh, declines the invitation to go to Europe. Hill went to HR at Stark Industries, so s- supposedly she's working for Stark Industries now. Uh, Natalia pulled up a few strings in Kiev, which is where? Russia? No. Turkey? It's in the Ukraine. Oh, that's basically Russia. Yeah. And uh he got she got the winter soldiers file. Now who's the who did you say was not in the montage of like what's going on now? Oh, no. I said uh Agent 13 went to work at the CIA. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's doing like target practice. Oh yeah. She was doing target practice. That's true. Oh, and, and then, then and then Romanoff says, "Go ask her out." Yeah, and then Agent Fishface gets arrested by the FBI. Yep. They're not Agent Fishface, <laughs> Senator. Senator Fishface, <laughs> good old Senator. Not enough respect for that Senator <laughs> Fishface. Okay, so after he did that, call Iron Man a prick, though, which you enjoyed. I did. He is a prick. <laughs> okay. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Rose. After credit scenes, some guy with accents talk about what happened. One of them has a side monocle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, a monocle that's attached <laughs> to the side of his head. It doesn't yeah. really make much sense. <laughs> um, they say... Um, uh, they say, oh, and we have the twins. One is a man who can move really fast, and the other is a woman who can make stuff float. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a scepter that is more powerful than anything else. And they have underground hydra in many countries. Mm-hmm. And then there's a post-post-credits scene where Bucky goes to a museum, or the museum. Yeah, he goes and looks at his exhibit. Which is really just part of the Captain America yeah. exhibit. <laughs> he is part of the Captain America. Um, and realizes who he is. Um, do you know who the people in the post-credits scene are? The guy with the sign monocle. Uh-huh. And then uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh-huh. 
and then her brother Vasca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does he have a name? Yes. What is it? <laughs> Quicksilver. Okay. Do you know the guy with the side monocle's name? No, I would call him Evil Side Monocle. <laughs> That's pretty good. What is his name? I don't remember. Okay, well, um, cool then. <laughs> We're doing great. They're X-Men characters. Side Monocle is an X-Men character? Yeah, Side Monocle and Quicksilver, but like because they don't have the rights to use X-Men characters, but for some reason they did have the rights to use this character, but like X-Men was already using these characters in their movies from Fox. Um, so they have the same names, but they like have nothing to do with each other. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so okay and then did you re- recognize the thing in the after credits after credits scene uh yeah that was bucky barn i mean no <laughs> in the first <laughs> that was bucky barn <laughs> the first the end of the first after credit scene the scepter thing yeah. i don't remember what it is but i'm sure it's an infinity stone which is it it's loki's scepter i thought he loki's scepter i didn't think had a big um Silver thing that could cut you. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. Well, that is definitely that's what he, like poked people with to like mind control them. And the- I thought they just he didn't poke people. I thought he just touched people. No, I poked them. It's pointy at the end. <laughs> yeah, like that would cut you. <laughs> Probably. No wonder they were like put down the weapon <laughs> because that thing is a weapon. It's got like a freaking knife on that. Okay. <laughs> And yes, it's an Infinity Stone. But I don't okay. think they know that. Well, they do know that because they know it's more powerful than anything ever. Well, it has powers. They already knew that. Whatever. Okay. Sum up. What was your favorite part? Um, Captain America nearly shirtless and Bucky Barnes fully shirtless. Like you... Really just Chris Evans' face and body and general existence. I just kept staring. Like, he has beautiful eyelashes, and his eyes are, like, crystal, like, ocean globes, and his pecs are, like, the size of my whole body, and his arms are enormous, and I just want him to, like, hold me. I bet he smells really nice. Probably smells like sweat because he's constantly working out. (laughs) That's true. He's so cute. Okay. I bet his sweat smells like an ocean breeze. It probably smells like sweat and no. some onions. Delicious. But it smells like sweat and onions <laughs> and some stinky feet. No. And what was your least favorite part? Um, the fanboys trying to convince me that this is a serious spy thriller. That was not part of the movie. That was something that happened to you outside the movie, but whatever. It ruined my experience of the movie the first time because I was like expecting it to be this like deep like political drama. Okay. And it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Part of actually the movie is the guy's face I don't like. Okay. You just didn't like that guy. Yeah. I don't He seems smarmy. Okay. So there's this guy in this movie who seems smarmy. Uh-huh. You know who's like 100% <laughs> smarmy? That guy you really do like from that other movie named Iron Man. But he's got charisma. <laughs> oh, my God. No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. Well, all I will tell you that my favorite part is Agent Hill. Oh, yeah. Agent Hill being confident. <laughs> Agent Hill saving those guys from being arrested. Agent Hill revealing herself under that helmet. 
I can totally relate to that too because when I wear helmets or like really tight sunglasses and they press on my temples like that, it gives me a headache. What's your least favorite part? That ship thing that didn't make any sense. The airships? No. Well, okay, those (laughs) two. Oh, the first ship. Yeah, and that (laughs) ship because that didn't really make any sense to me. Um, So much. Yeah. All the parts that didn't make. Oh, and the battle scene. Actually, my my favorite, like, actual plot-related part is that they didn't make Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, and uh, Captain America have, like, a love interest relationship. Even though they kissed? Yeah. Because, like, every other movie, if there's, like, a leading male and female, they have to be in, like, a romantic relationship, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I'm like, they're just friends. And they stay just friends for the rest of the, like, series. Uh-huh. And I appreciate that. That's that's a good thing to appreciate. I also appreciate when she tells him that he's a bad kisser. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have to kiss to to not be looked at by that guy whose face you don't like yep. in the mall to avoid detection. Oh, and I also like the shoes they were wearing. I didn't even notice the shoes. What shoes? They made a point of it. Like when they were undercover in the mall. She made him wear these, like, skater shoes. They're, like, bright blue, and she's wearing pink ones. And she's like, uh, something, something, the shoes. And then he was like, yeah, if I try to run in these shoes, I'll probably fall off. Oh, is this when she said, uh, like, the number one thing about running away is to walk? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good, because you totally draw attention to yourself if you run. But she's also very distinctive looking. She's got, like, bright red hair. I and, know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then like when you put your hood up, you're also very like distinct, <laughs> suspicious, distinctive looking. <laughs> yeah, but also like bright shoes are distinctive looking. Yeah. That would be better better if they were black or gray. Or like when he goes to the Smithsonian and he's just wearing like a baseball cap and like skulking around, trying not to be seen, and only one kid notices him. And I'm like, there are giant posters of his face yeah. <laughs> surrounding everyone right now. The man is like 6'2 and weighs like 250 pounds. Like everyone would notice him. Yeah. You got to like not shave that day. You got to wear like your crummiest everything. You got to wear like super baggy clothes that do not reveal your shape. (laughs) Or a winter soldier mask. (laughs) (laughs) Then they'll just be suspicious that you're going to like bomb the building. (laughs) Um, there yeah, was a like, Kickstarter for masks like, your, like that. Your giant, your giant, like, sweatshirt with, like, like a hoodie, <laughs> but, like, without, like, the zip-up part uh-huh. so that you can put your, your, your hands in it. And then your big basketball shorts. <laughs> Ooh, his butt would look so good in basketball shorts. Yeah, but your hoodie is going to be so long that it covers your butt, butt, so don't stop thinking about that now. If Captain America Steve Rogers is not nude in the Avengers 4, I'm going to protest. There should just be a scene where Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans, like, have a banter in, like, a locker room where they're, like, naked. I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> you you call off Kevin Feige and suggest that. I should. If the executive producer was Ryan Murphy instead of Kevin Feige, it would happen by now. I don't know who that is, and also I don't care. Okay, 
Yeah. He's the Kevin Feige of the American Horror Story universe. We're, we're, we're <laughs> moving on. Okay. You were never a god. You were never even a man. Kill Martha! Batman's nearly naked in Batman vs. Superman at one point. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Okay, I am giving this 10. 10 Batman versus Superman? Yes, 10 Batman versus Superman. Because this movie had Agent Hill in it, who's super confident. This seemed to have some some reason while it, why people were fighting. So that was great. <laughs> I mean, like, really, really nailed it. <laughs> okay. So, Felix, what did we learn? Cameras can spot DNA of 20 million people. Okay, we learned that there's fiction, right? <laughs> um, we learned that Chris Evans looks really good in a tank top, but that we could assume. I think you knew that already. But, but now we have proof. <laughs> okay. Uh, we learned that lightsabers exist <laughs> in this universe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I learned that if you're going to disable something with some microchips, bring some extras because you might end up dropping it. Uh-huh. Um, we learned that if you tase yourself, it stings. That makes sense. And that Sam does what Steve does, but slower. Okay, that's, that's true. And that he's in love with Bucky Barnes, but we knew that already, too. Uh, we There's learned, that cute we flashback. Also, we also learned that friends are a good thing to have. Yeah. Because if you need to crash on someone's couch while you're wanted by the government, and we're just in a bombing attempt. You need some place to take <laughs> off your outer shirt. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yep. Um, there's that cute flashback where um, Bucky is, like, helping Steve, presumably after, like, a parent's funeral. Yeah. Um, and he, like, puts his hand on his shoulder and it's like, you can stay with us. It'll be like when we used to build, like, pillow forts. And I was like, aww. Aww. <laughs> They're in love. Because Peggy's old now. Yeah, but now he's going to date that nurse slash secret agent. Now he's going to date Bucky. <laughs> okay, well, we'll find out. What are your predictions for our next movie, which is Gardens of the Galaxy? Okay, so. This is something that I have seen. Mm -hmm. So I know that this is totally a space alien jailbreak movie. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. And also there's a character named Groot who's going to say I'm Groot a whole lot. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No, I have not. Ooh. Just the first one. Also, they're going to get some Earth music for no reason. There's a reason. Nope, no reason. <laughs> Don't argue with me. I make the predictions. <laughs> okay. Join us t next time when definitely all of that stuff is going to happen and there's no reason for that <laughs> earth music. <laughs> While you're missing us, you can also check us out on our Instagram, mm -hmm. Felix Dragsdale. Yep. And Twitter. Where we will definitely see your tweets, but we don't write much. True. Editor, please edit all this out. <laughs> Boop-a-doo-doo-doo-boop-boop-boop-boop. I'll also edit that out. Okay. <laughs>